It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I went on locked on SEC with Chris Gordy to talk about Auburn's A Day game. I give my takeaways next. Our locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. All right, let's waste no time. Let's jump right into it. Welcome in our buddy, Zach Blackerby, host of the Locked On Auburn podcast. And Zach, we got three spring games in the books already, Texas A&M, Kentucky, and Auburn. And in my opinion, look, there's some good quarterback battles going on around the conference, but no better one than in Auburn. Welcome in, my friend. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and that was definitely the focus of Saturday's A-Day game at Jordan-Hare Stadium. But it's weird, though, Gordy, because while that's you know everyone wants to know the answer of who's going to be Auburn's next starting quarterback and everybody wants to watch all these quarterbacks, the projected favorite didn't play because of, um, you know, obviously Calzada recovering from a non-throwing shoulder procedure he had a few weeks ago. So um, it, it's weird. It's like I think a lot of people felt like there would be some answers given. And maybe we got a little bit. I don't know if the answers we were given really mean a whole lot, but Really, really interesting quarterback battle at Auburn. Let's start with the guy who did take the first team reps who started and was the starter last year uh, down the stretch of the year, and that's T.J. Finley after Bo Nix was was injured. But how did T.J. Finley look? I know there are some people who've said they liked what they've seen from T.J. Finley this spring, but me, it's just the question marks of the accuracy and the consistency. Can you consistently move the chains on third downs and those kind of things? Still a lot of question marks for me with DJ Finley. Yeah, yeah. I think with what Auburn has on its roster offensively, I think you need to go for upside. And I don't think TJ Finley has that upside or, or, or has shown that upside. I think he has traits, and I said this before on Locked on Auburn, 
I think he has traits that are attractive as far as his size, as far as, you know, the cannon he has for an arm. And every now and then you'll see him step up in the pocket and just, you know, put the ball on a rope and get the ball where it needs to be. But like you said, the big word has been consistency. There's someone, <laughs> one of my mods in the uh, Locked on Auburn Discord says this uh, often and it cracks me up, but it's uh, every time, uh, every time TJ Finley drops back to pass, God flips a coin because you just have no idea what's going to happen. And, and I think that pretty much sums it up pretty well. Yeah, it's, uh, again, like, I like TJ Finley. I liked him a lot. I saw him in high school and, you know, watched all of his games at LSU. And yeah. he's a, he's an he's an easy kid to root for. Like, he says all the right things. He takes blame when blame needs to be taken and all that. But at a certain point, it gets put up or shut up time. And I think Auburn's in a position where it's put up or shut up time. Like, either you're going to be this guy or you're not. We're going to go with somebody better. Help me out with here with the hype from Robbie Ashford, because I guess he's a name that a lot of people just kind of dismiss. Oh, he's coming in from Oregon and he's just going to be a backup. He'll compete for the job, but not really. But from what I told, he's turned a lot of heads so far this spring. Yeah, I was in that boat, too. I was in the boat of dismissing him. It was just a signing to, to get a signing. It's a kid that had a lot of talent that wanted to go back to Auburn, come back closer to home. That was kind of the storyline going into it. Then about two weeks ago, it's like, man, this guy's just getting after it. I mean, he he's not making them, um, you know, he he's really playing himself into this battle. And so I think with what happened on Saturday, I mean, he really stole the show, Gordy. When you look at what TJ Finley did with the starters going up against backups, and then you look at what Robbie Ashford did with backups going up against the starting defense, Robbie Ashford was really, really impressive. And I think we all can agree that mobile quarterbacks are kind of given a little bit of a disadvantage when it comes to, you know, live practices because they're not really live. And so, you know, if you're playing a situation where you're actually, you're trying to bring down the quarterback, I think Robbie Ashford even gets another kind of um, level up as far as, you know, what all you can expect from him playing quarterback. And so that to me was pretty telling that to me was extremely telling. And, uh, yeah, I think Robbie Ashford stole the show on Saturday. Now, is what happened on Saturday matter? Does it really move the needle at all? And I think that's the question that it's impossible for us to know the answer to, but it's worth paying attention to moving forward. Now, help me out with the the, the freshman, Holden Garner. I know a lot of people have liked what they've seen out of him. Uh, what did you make of his performance so far in the spring, in the spring game? I thought he was the most impressive guy as far as just natural ability. <laughs> I went on, uh, I went on locked on ducks with Spencer McLaughlin last week. And we talked about, you know, when quarterbacks step on the field, you can either just kind of tell if they have it or not. I think that kid has it, man. I think that kid has it. Um, he's not going to play as a true freshman. I just don't think that's really beneficial long-term, but man, I think you can make the argument why it would be worth it. It's not going to happen. I'm not lobbying for that. And I don't think it will happen, but Man, it's just the ball, the way it leaves his hand. It's so easy. It's so accurate. And it, I mean, it, it just, the, the game seems slower for him as a true freshman at this stage of his career. Uh, it looks slower to him than it does TJ Finley. And TJ Finley is a vet at this point and started, you know, for multiple teams in different seasons in the conference. And so I think that's, um, that's worth paying attention to. The, the future of this program is Holden Gurner. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen in 2023 or 2024, but Auburn fans are really, really excited about this kid. 
Yeah, so so help me out here. Where right we stand right now, Zach. Uh, give me like percentage chances. So like fifty percent chance it's Calzada's job, thirty percent TJ Finley. I mean, how would you break it down percentage wise? I'd say fifty percent Calzada, thirty uh, percent TJ Finley, twenty percent Robbie Ashford. Wow. So no, no, no chance for the freshman to to win the battle. I, I just don't think that's what Harson's trying to do here. And especially when he's in a you kind of hinted at in your cold open, but like when he's in a win now or probably get fired type of scenario, I don't think you can play the card that's better. Like Auburn is better for as a program in 2023 if you start holding Gurner this year. But he's got to get to that point. And so I I don't think you can start him. Uh, going into the season. We're going to talk more on Harson in, in just a second. But look, if you're a believer in Auburn and you want to catch it, you know, catch him early and get some pretty good odds. If you think that they're going to turn things around and win the national championship next year and a place to go to get all your sports betting needs and information is betonline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including uh, you got the NBA playoffs. We got Major League Baseball just started up all the information you need is at BetOnline. They're your continued source for all your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to their website today. You can even do so on your mobile device. Learn more about all the trends at BetOnline.net. And, of course, they're going to have all that stuff coming very soon for next college football season from, you know, is it Alabama? Is it Georgia? Who are the Heisman favorites? Obviously, Bryce Young. Can he repeat? You can get in on all those odds. They'll have all that information for you in these coming months throughout the summer as we get closer to another football season. Bet online, it is where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And Zach, as we uh, jump back into it, Brian Harson, look, you'd mentioned it. I mean, he really did dodge a bullet in the spring. Like the more and more people you talk to, it sounds like this guy was dead man walking. Like people were, they were ready to write whatever check they needed to, to get him out of town. How confident should Auburn fans be that he is going to turn this thing around this year? Um, I, I'm not confident in it. I definitely can talk myself into it happening. Um, but, but I wouldn't be confident one way or the other. There are so many question marks, Gordy, about this football team. What's quarterback play going to look like? Can the offensive line come together? Who's going to be catching these passes? Um, I think the defense is actually going to be pretty good. There's some question marks in the defensive backfield, but I think they're going to be fine there. And they've done a good job being able to get transfer guys to, to play defensive back since Harson's been here. So uh, my big thing is like, how is Auburn going to consistently score more than 24 points week in and week out in conference play? And especially when they go on the road, like what is all that going to look like this year? And I don't really have a clear-cut answer to that. I mean, you're hearing reports that the offensive line could be significantly better this season, which it may be. It really might be. And then, obviously, you got Tank Bigsby, and I love the way that they used him on Saturday. I hope they do that in the regular season where they kind of moved him around the field, got him involved in the passing game and and things like that. 
But just from a scheme standpoint, is this scheme going to be enough to get these wide receivers open and for the quarterback to consistently hit these guys downfield? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I don't feel confident that it's going to happen, but I also don't feel like I don't feel confident saying the whole thing is going to collapse. I think the way Auburn's schedule lines up, you get the first five games at home. And if you can go 5-0 and in that stretch or 4-1 and in that stretch and get a win over Penn State, all of a sudden you're looking at the rest of the schedule and you're thinking about all the reports that said, okay, Auburn is a 5-7 and football team or a 6-6 six and six football team or a 4-8. and eight. I've seen that uh, football team. Uh, going into the season, and you're like, okay, we're already almost at that point or better than some of those things that we just said. And then you develop different as a team. And, you know, Harson's all about culture, 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 culture. And if these dudes believe in themselves, they're a tight-knit group, they believe in what their coach is doing, maybe they play a little bit better than they're supposed to. And I just think the way that the schedule falls for Auburn is your two toughest games, Georgia and Alabama, they're on the road. You're going to lose those games anyway, probably. And so... Get those away from Jordan-Hare Stadium because Auburn could beat anyone in the country at Jordan-Hare Stadium almost any year. Not any year, but almost any year. I mean, I think we saw that with the Iron Bowl last year. And you just look at it and it's like, okay, your toss-up games, LSU is at home. Your toss-up game of A&M, and maybe that's not a toss-up game by the time that comes around, but just for the sake of conversation, let's say that it is. And then I think... Well, they got, Miss, a, they got a quarterback battle too. I mean, let's not act like A&M's got everything figured out, you know? And let's don't act like AM was outstanding offensively last year. And, you know, <laughs> as we talk about Zach Calzada playing for Auburn this year, but uh, Gordy, I'm not saying Auburn's going seven and five or eight and four, but I could talk myself into it if I, you know, squint my eyes just the right way and uh, kind of think about it for a little bit. One more piece of the spring game before we start to, to look ahead more big picture. Uh, Eric Keesaw, did you just notice anything? dramatically different in the offense. I know some people pointed out, you know, we still saw some quarterback rollouts, some of those wrinkles they, they had with Bo Nix in the offense. I guess put it this way, some people I've talked to have said they didn't see a whole lot of difference in the spring game. But then again, you're supposed to be very vanilla in a spring game. And I think you're going to see similar offense in all of this. Um, the biggest thing is kind of what I hinted at earlier. They moved Tank Bigsby around the, uh, the formation a lot, kind of used him in the passing game. I thought that was something that really benefits you in different ways. And they didn't just throw it to him out of the backfield, Gordy. They put him in different positions throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the formation. And I think, you know, if you're a college defender looking at that, you have to kind of go into the game knowing how you're going to defend Hank Bigsby. It allows you to kind of, you know, put more stress on a linebacker if they want to keep him in the game. Auburn runs so many tight ends as well. So, I mean, there's just some bigger personnel that you're going to have to counter that with if you're a defense. So I think that's something... That'll be fun to see. I think it's also easier for your quarterback to throw it to the best player on the field. It's better for Tank Bixby's body because he's getting hit by less dudes. So that, to me, was the biggest takeaway. And then outside of that, I, I mean, you, you saw a different host of wide receivers. But from a scheme standpoint, I don't really know how much different it actually was. Yeah, 21 catches for Tank Bixby last year. I'd expect that number to go up this year. Get him more involved. I mean, he, look, it's very simple. See, one of your best players, let's get him the ball in his hands, however we do it, whether it's turn around and hand it off, pitching out, or throwing to him in the in the flat, whatever it is, get Tank Bigsby the ball, more opportunities. All right, Zach, uh, as we've talked a good bit on the offense, just a quick thought on the defense. What is your biggest, uh, the biggest thing you like about the Auburn defense as we head into summer ball and the biggest question mark you have on the Auburn defense? 
Uh, we'll start with a question mark. I kind of hinted at it earlier. I think Auburn's going to add some more defensive backs in the portal, um, specifically safeties. I think, you know, the, the hole that Smoke Monday left um, is noticeable, both as a leader and, and as a, you know, a, a playmaker. He knew that defense inside and out. Um, Ladarius Tennyson, you know, is another guy that, um, that, that, you know, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, just from, from a whole, I, I think that's the biggest there because the linebackers are so deep, even with Owen Papo not participating, I, I think that's something to look at. And then defensive line, I think that's another thing to look at as far as, you know, just how deep this is. So, I mean, that's clearly the strength. I think the pass rush of this defensive front is going to be the best Auburn seen in several seasons with Derek Hall. Ekuliota has gained a lot of weight. He looks like an absolute unit out there. Um, so, I mean, those are just two guys that, that I'm really looking at as far as just those edge rushers really taking a huge step for the Auburn defense. Zach Blackerby, Locked on Auburn is uh, the podcast. And, of course, you can find him wherever you find your podcast and at YouTube. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk some big-picture SEC stuff, and Zach's going to hang around as we jump into it and we go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. All right, Zach, this is something we normally do on the show that I do so yeah. Feel free to jump in if you got anything to add because there's a couple of Auburn wrinkles we're going to have in here. Perfect. All right, you know, I'm going to kill this music because it's drowning me out. So we'll, 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 we'll go just with you and I. You can make up the music in your head. Uh, let's start here, Zach. Over at Tennessee, Hendon Hooker believes chemistry is the biggest difference for the Tennessee players and coaches from last spring on Josh Heupel's staff. Hendon Hooker also added he's being told to slide more in order to protect himself. What do you think? You think Hendon Hooker can get even better this year at Tennessee as a quarterback? He, uh, he, he overperformed, I think, uh, for what a lot of people thought he was going to do last year. What I think was fourth in the conference in passing yards. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I kind of think he keeps it going. I, I think the SEC West goes up against a lot of, uh, a lot of defenses that are going to kind of be able to, um, or the SEC East rather, where he can kind of open some things up and open up the offense. Uh, I like Hendon Hooker going into this season. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a good dark horse. If you if you get some good odds over at BetOnline.net as a dark horse Heisman contender, I think uh, they're going to throw the ball all over the field. Losses matter, though, when it comes to Heisman Trophy. But you know, if Tennessee can come somehow win the East and get out with just two losses, I think there's a good chance Hendon Hooker can be in the Heisman conversation if all goes well. How about over at Arkansas? Kendall Bryles. Yet again, still as offensive coordinator at Arkansas, a lot of people had him maybe moving on at this point to go be a head coach somewhere. He says the biggest thing that lured him back to Arkansas is working for Sam Pittman and having KJ Jefferson back as quarterback. Same kind of realm question here, Zach. It seems like the theme of today's show is SEC quarterbacks, but KJ yeah. Jefferson, is he that guy that you think could take that next leap this year? I don't know. I don't know. I I'm less sold on him than other guys in the SEC, but I tell you what, uh, Coach Pittman has become my favorite coach in the conference. Everything that guy does, I am all about it. So uh, he does such a good job getting so much out of his players, it would not shock me if they were able to take that next step. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's building every year. Sam Pittman teams, seems to take one step forward, another step forward. Man, I mean, uh, the, the sky seems to be the limit. We'll find out. Is that his ceiling, or can he get them even a step higher and maybe compete for the West, get to a 
New Year's Six Bowl. We will see. Over at Georgia, Kirby Smart saying he issued a challenge for Stetson Bennett to get better this offseason. He said Stetson's taken on the role. We've asked him to do, been a good leader, but his best football is ahead of him. Are you buying that, Zach, that Stetson Bennett can even get better and his best football is ahead of him? Uh, no, no. Stetson Bennett won a national championship last year. That was the peak of Stetson Bennett's life. I mean, <laughs> let, let, let's be serious here. Um, no, I, I think Stetson Bennett goes as far as the pieces around him will take him. And, and no disrespect to him. I think he did a good job using those folks. And uh, obviously, Georgia as a whole um, was an incredible football team last season. But let's don't act like it was because of Stetson Bennett. I, I don't think that changes going into this season. I still think he will have a ton of talent around him, despite it seems like their whole team is going to go in the first and second round of the NFL draft. But uh, Georgia's going to reload. And uh, I think Stetson Bennett's going to be statistically a, a fine and a solid quarterback, but I think he was fifth in the SEC in passing last year. And I'll probably do that again. But is that because of Stetson Bennett or is it because of all the tools that he gets to throw to? And, and I, I think it's probably the latter. I'm glad I've got our Auburn guy here for an Auburn wrinkle in the recruiting news. Auburn picked up an elite safety out of the state of Georgia in Terrence Love for the class of 2023. He's the number 16 safety in the class of 2023. Is this a big piece that can help that defense, not this year, but next season. Possibly, possibly plays a lot of nickel, um, plays a lot of in the middle of the field at the high school ranks. And so it's kind of assumed he'll do that as well. Some recruiting metrics had him as a linebacker at the next level just because he's got so much size and his frame is so big. But Auburn's staff likes him as a defensive back. And so that'll be something uh, to follow next offseason. But really big safety can hit the stew out of you and moves really well for his size. So yeah, I think it was a big get for Brian Harson's staff. Yeah. And Auburn with two players already in their 2023 class. But if you think Harson's getting fired, then don't even follow recruiting because all these guys will decommit and end up somewhere else. <laughs> Brian Harson gets That's fired. True. You clean house. Uh, Switching gears over to baseball. Zach, Tennessee remained number one in the latest baseball America poll. Unbelievable. What they've been able to do so far undefeated through sec play 12 and 0 start the best in conference history uh, running through the rest of the rankings. Arkansas ranks seventh, Georgia 12th, Auburn 17th and LSU 24th. Uh, is this just proven SEC still the best in not just football, basketball, but baseball too? Uh, it, yeah. I mean, what they're doing in baseball right now is, is ridiculous. And the fact that if you can go 500 in SEC play and you're a postseason team, I mean, that I think that kind of says enough little surprise Vandy fell out. Of the of the top twenty five, what they were seventeen and they lost two out of three to Auburn. But um, that that Saturday game, they absolutely slacked them. And then Friday was a was a really close one. So little surprise that Vandy fell out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, what Tennessee is doing right now, Gordy, is is stupid. But thirty one and one, I mean, that is outstanding. They're almost doubling up a lot of other teams offensively in the country. They're um, they're uh, they're a different breed right now. And the key is they've played well on the road. And, yeah. you know, a lot is made of they play in basically a matchbox for a stadium. And a lot of people say, oh, it's easy to hit home runs out of there. But wait till you get to Omaha. Wait till you get to some postseason yeah. venues. But, uh, no, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. And one of your guys over at Auburn continues to crush the baseball, Sonny DeShera. Man, how does he not have a couple of uh, NIL deals with a couple of cheeseburger companies? That's what I'm saying. That's it's what I'm guy. saying. Uh, he's got a few NIL deals going on, though. There's no question about it. And uh, he just launched a shirt 
uh, the other day. You can go to AUShirts.com and purchase that and support Sonny. It's, uh, it's got Thick King on it. We call him the Thick King. Um, I don't think I need to explain that. He thinks it's hilarious, and so that's kind of what a lot of Auburn folks have run with. But he's been incredible. He's been absolutely incredible, especially what he did in Sunday's game against Vanderbilt. I mean, the guy is just, uh, he's a cheat code. Every time he steps up to bat, he's hes getting on base. And, um, I mean, I, I think the stats speak for themselves. I keep expecting it to cool off, and it's like he's getting hotter and hotter. its It's been fun to watch. Look, I like the Tank Bigsby's and the Cam Newtons and the guys who were just chiseled out of stone, but I tend to like the athletes that look more like me, okay? Guys who look like more average everyday guys and still excel at the sport. Man, give me a Sonny Deshara uh, jersey. I'll, I'll sign up for that one right now. Yeah, Sonny Deshara, he's coming on my show a few times, and uh, we just kind of chit-chat afterwards, and you know, he, he does the interview in a gaming chair when he's not playing baseball. He just wants to sit back and play video games and hang out with his buddies, and it's just like, man, you're just like an athletic version of me. Like, this is awesome. This is so relatable. And so I think a lot of people feel that way. And uh, just talking with Lindsey Crosby, who uh, hosts Locked on MLB Prospects, Sonny's playing his way up draft board. So uh, I'm pulling for the guy. I love it. Uh, that is the latest news around the conference. You got anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just with what everything happened, you know, on Saturday at the Plains, it's going to be really interesting to see if Auburn has the talent to, to stick with other uh, with other rosters in this league. And I just I kind of go back and forth on it, Gordy, on if they're going to be able to pull it off or not. Yeah, I, I, I keep calling it. It's the Titanic. Either they're going to hit smooth sailing and they're going to sail through this season just fine, and go around the iceberg or they're going to hit the iceberg and we're just going to go down with the ship and. There will be Brian Harson playing the violin as the, the water comes up around his chin and the writing will be on the wall and we know what's coming. But look, I mean, I'm not rooting against the guy. I hope he turns it around. And man, uh, for you to overcome everything for when there are rumors that you're sleeping with someone in your office and all that and you can overcome that. Um, hey, man, best of luck uh, to you and, and avoid all the adversity or go fight through all the adversity of all the. Uh, yeah. message board fodder. I'll tell you this, Zach, the SEC is better than anyone at message board fodder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. It's probably not a good thing, but you're right. I mean, while all that crap was going on, I said, okay, the best case scenario for Auburn is Brian Harson gets out of this somehow with the job still, because I did not think he was going to survive it. But throughout it, I said, okay, if he can get out of this while still being Auburn's head coach, and he would need to do just a few things. One, he's got to sure up recruiting. And I think he's doing a better job with that. Didn't really feel like there was a whole lot of effort there last cycle. And so, I mean, Auburn, you can do nothing and get a top 20 class. And they almost didn't even finish with a top 20 class last year. And they technically didn't because Trey Donaldson was in there and he's a basketball player. So um, that's one part of it. And then just the PR aspect of it all. Like the PR aspect of Brian Harson last year was bad. I don't know if that was Brian Harson's decision uh, or or his staff's decision or Auburn Athletics Department's decision and their social media team. I, I don't know what all went into that, but it was not good. It made them seem like, you know, stubborn and stuck up and unapproachable. But man, since all of this, they are posting video after video of him doing the gritty and him loving on his players <laughs> and being competitive and standing on the sidelines with his hat backwards, looking like bro Harson. I mean, so many different things. And, um, I, I, I kind of feel like momentum shifting in favor of Harson a little bit, but you got to win. You got to win. But 
as far as what he could do so far this offseason, I think he's kind of nailed it. Yeah, he has. He's been a winner of this offseason. And, uh, you know, I'll just throw in there. I was at an event this weekend and somebody was telling me, oh, yeah, you didn't know about what went down at LSU. Yeah, Coach O was doing this, this and that. And this person found out. I'm like, my God, we the SEC, we we're just kings of gossip, message board talk and you know what? We wouldn't have it any other way. That's what makes the SEC. It just means more here, especially on message board rumors. And, hey, my third cousin told me this. You know, that's what we do best. So well, then I it love- turns into to a factual statement within 12 hours. <laughs> he is Zach Blackerby. Locked on Auburn is the podcast. What do you have over the podcast this week? Yeah, yeah, just recapping Auburn's A-Day and talking about, you know, what Auburn needs to go get in the transfer portal. It's going to be a crazy few weeks, I think, with the portal for – every team in college football. And so Auburn needs to be a big part of that. They've got a ton of open scholarship spots after 20 dudes have entered the portal and left the program. So we're talking about all that every day at Locked on Auburn. Great stuff, Zach. Uh, We'll do it again real soon, man. Thank you, buddy. All right. That's Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. Appreciate him taking some time out. I am Chris Gordy. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow. Trying to recap a little bit more of the spring games from this past weekend and a look ahead to a lot of the spring games happening this weekend around the SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.